Kirsten, don't be pecan sandy. Seriously, don't. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. We are living in uncertain times. As we all deal with this coronavirus around us, our lives have been changed. The places we used to go, we can't go to anymore. The people I used to be able to go visit, I can't visit anymore. Times are changing, and I have to stop and ask myself, am I, and if I am, is it for the better or for the worse? Let me explain. Last week, I was sitting at a caribou working and was able to (laughs) sit 10 feet away, working on my computer and wash my hands, and three men came in and they sat at a big conference table right near me, so it was super easy to kind of overhear their conversation. Not that I was trying to, but (laughs) one of the men was telling the other two that he had visited multiple stores the day before looking for Tylenol and couldn't find it anywhere. He said he was at store number four, which was a Walgreens, and walked past a woman who had a cart full of medications, including about at least a dozen bottles of Tylenol. He was figuring with 150 pills in a bottle and a dozen bottles, she was walking away with 1,800 pills. I started thinking, huh, with the dosage being take two, that'd be 900 uses. Then I thought, hmm, if you take that every four to six hours, like the dosage suggests, so at most likely four times a day, this woman is going to be able to take Tylenol nonstop for 225 days, roughly seven and a half months. And yes, absolutely, I had my phone calculator out at the coffee shop figuring out what was not even my conversation. And then I thought, but let's say there's two people in the household that need to take Tylenol consistently every single day without stopping. That means the both of them would be set up for 3.75 months, likely longer than anyone would ever need to, even in these uncertain times. And then I thought, man, then they're also posing great risk to their liver if they do this. The man I was listening to was super frustrated. Why? Because he said, I just had a headache and I needed to drive to five stores before I could find a bottle of Tylenol. I actually paused for a moment. I'm like, I wonder why it doesn't get like Advil or Excedrin or something. And then as though he heard my thoughts and this freaked me out for a little bit, he says, you know, if I could have taken anything else, I would have, but I can't take anything but Tylenol. I'm just like, oh my goodness. I'm like trying to pay attention to my computer and ignore them. Apparently he had found a little corner drugstore someplace. I can't imagine he didn't need to take like a double dose by the time he found it. I went to Sam's Club last week. We had returned from a trip. In fact, we hadn't even gotten home yet. I just wanted to swing by Sam's Club to pick up a couple of things before I got home. I grabbed a cart, I grabbed a rotisserie chicken, a bag of tortilla chips, and a bunch of bananas. Like a bunch of bananas. Not like, fill my cart with lots of bananas, but like an eight pack of bananas, or (laughs) however you describe them. I walked to the toilet paper aisle to pick up some for my parents. 
and I saw where some should have been. Instead, it looked like rows and rows and rows of like quadruple stack bunk beds or empty shelves for days. I was wandering around trying to, you know, work my way up to um, go pay. And I started looking at the other carts around me and I had a brief moment of panic because what I saw was carts full of things that I had none of. They had cases of water. I mean, I know I have a case of water at home from when I had hosted that party at my house. Yeah, that's probably good. And then I saw cans and cans of tuna and beans and soups. And then I saw one cart full of eggs, so many eggs. I saw one cart with six bundles of eggs and the bundles of Sam's Club are like two 18 packs. So one lady with six bundles of two 18 packs, so 36 times six, she had 216 eggs. Now, maybe she had a dozen kids and they were gonna be gone super fast, I don't know. Just like maybe the Tylenol lady was buying Tylenol for like a huge group of people, I don't know. I'm just saying what I saw and I'm not casting any judgment here. When I got to the line, I looked at the woman behind me and the man in front of me. The man in front of me had his cart full of paper towels, like the whole cart was full of paper towels. I started sitting there thinking, Oh my goodness, I wonder if I need paper towels. Do I have paper towels? Do I have enough paper towels? Are we running out of paper towels? And the woman behind me had piles and piles of pasta boxes, along with a lot of sauce and also some cans of soup. I assured myself that I had pasta. I knew I had a lot of pasta at home, not because I was like stockpiling it and was being wise or something, but because I was actually forgetful. I had bought a bunch when I was having a large group of people over for a big meal, and then I forgot I bought it, so I bought it again, and I thought, well, ooh, how serendipitous. I looked back at my cart with a rotisserie chicken, a bunch of bananas, and a bag of chips. I realized I probably didn't even need to get a cart. I probably didn't even need to come to Sam's Club. What am I doing here? And then I started to laugh as I told myself jokes. Oh, hey, look, my cart has all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> and I laughed until I saw the woman behind me looking at me just kind of a little oddly, which is a Super great clue, you know, time to pause, stop, and evaluate my behavior. God, they're looking at me strangely. I must be doing something strange. What is it? And then I realized I'm actually laughing out loud and nobody else is talking except for me in my mind and that's probably weird. So I decided I would engage her in conversation to assure her that I wasn't odd. I didn't want her to be afraid of the woman who is obviously clueless on many levels, laughing, and there she is basically with an empty cart. Has she heard nothing? I made myself feel better that way. And then I started thinking, I wonder if I should go around and buy a bunch more stuff. And then I heard an inner voice inside of me say, okay, pecan Sandy. And I stopped as I remembered. I remembered years earlier when I was in a Sam's Club shopping between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I was buying things like cereal and coffee and stuff our family would need as we would gather together over the holidays. But I kept getting distracted <laughs> because while I was shopping for my college kids coming home and all their friends who were going to be over and I'm buying snacks and buying things, I saw a cart go by with four packages of pecan sandies. I don't know why they even caught my attention, but they did. I was like, oh, look, wow, four packages of that. And shortly after, I saw another cart go by with another package. I thought, oh, isn't that weird? I haven't even noticed that before. And here, there were two carts in a row with those cookies. And then I noticed them. What are the odds? And then a third cart went by. Same thing. And a fourth. And I thought, what the heck? 
I need to get those. And I started looking for them. I ignored what I needed on my list and I just was single focused. Where are these cookies? I'd read them. I saw they were pecan sandies. I need to answer these questions now that were burning in my mind. What are pecan sandies? Where are they? Why is everybody buying them? I need them. I probably should pick up a couple packages. I didn't even know what they were. I didn't that day. I didn't at all. In short, I know now they're basically like a shortbread cookie made up with chopped up pecans. If you look them up online, this is what you read. It's, and this was a, it's a Keebler product. You can also make them from scratch apparently, but I saw the Keebler product. Online, this is how they're described. Pecan Sandies are sweet shortbread cookies with the irresistible taste of yummy pecans in every decadent bite. They're uncommonly good. Pecan Sandies are baked to perfection by the lovable Keebler elves, made with pantry perfect staples like, here they are, the perfect foods, right? Like enriched flour, sugar, and pecans, a classic treat to please the whole family. The other description, Pecan Sandies are a delightful anytime dessert snack that you can enjoy with an ice cold glass of milk or a cup of hot coffee or tea. The description ended with an invitation. Enjoy the incredible taste of crumbly shortbread cookies and scrumptious pecans for a satisfying dessert treat. Perfect for a sweet treat at school, the office, or a midday snack. So that's what they are. I didn't know that then though. I just saw the package over and over and over again in everybody else's cart, not my own. And I thought, I need pecan sandies. I need this amazingly delicious treat that never before has been a part of my life. Now, my mom loved her, her Keebler, so it wasn't that. We just got other things like chocolate-covered graham crackers and stuff. But did we ever get pecan sandies? No, we did not. In fact, I didn't even get the question answered about what they are that day. I never figured out what they were because I never could answer the question, where are they? Well, I could answer, where were they, though, I wandered over to the cookie aisle, nothing. I went by chips and snacks, nothing. I walked down up and down every aisle where canned goods were, nothing. And then when I had all but given up, I saw a woman with a sample cart walking away with some pecan sandy wrappers on her tray. I stopped and I asked her where they were. I said, where were those pecan sandies? She pointed in general direction and said, they used to be over there, but they're gone now. I mean, you could check, but I think they're gone. So I thanked her and I whipped my cart around and I all but ran in the direction she had pointed so I could grab what I didn't want or need. I got to the blank display and was so frustrated because she was right, they were all gone. I could not believe my misfortune. I finished my shopping annoyed. I got home, I loaded the groceries and later at dinner told the family I was able to get everything on my list but the pecan sandies. They asked me, what are those? I told them, I don't know for sure. And then I explained the situation. But everybody had them. They're in their cart. Some people had like four boxes, four bags. Some had like two. But a lot of people had one. And the more I talked, the dumber I sounded. Can I repeat that? The more I talked, the dumber I sounded. Self-aware. I know. Yep. Everyone had this thing I wanted and I couldn't find it. And I wasted so much time looking, and I was so mad that Sam's Club organized their store the way they do. And anyway, by the time when I found where they were and they were gone, I was so mad. One of my kids asked me, do you even like them? I was like, I don't know. I've never had them. I probably do. Another kid asked me why I didn't just drive to Cub to get them if I wanted them that bad. They probably sold them there. 
And another one asked, why are you so focused on that when you didn't even know they existed before you got there? And you know what? They all had valid points and I had none. But I had a lesson to learn and I carry it with me to this day. Kirsten, don't be Pecan Sandy. Who is Pecan Sandy? It is this person that wants what she wants. It is this person that can look at something else and say, I need to get that. Oh my goodness. It's that person who can look at a woman's cart full of pasta and a man's cart full of paper towels and can say, I need that. That's what reminded me of my former self, my pecan Sandy self. The one who thought I not only know my needs, but I think I'm the one who can meet them. The one who thought I need to look out for myself. I'm afraid it's a natural reaction, isn't it? It's a natural reaction in me and maybe in a couple of you. I'm certainly not gonna ask for a raise of hands for who has stockpiled toilet paper and Tylenol, but I am gonna ask for a raise of hands for whose everyday life has been altered in the last few weeks, whose attention was drawn to something you didn't even know existed until just recently and then became fixated upon it, like a toilet paper shortage and the need to stockpile Tylenol, who became fixated upon it like I need to hear more and more and more and drench myself in this, who became fixated upon it that they've started to think I need to not only look out for my own interests, I need to look out for my own interests, <laughs> instead of what scripture says. May I suggest this, that we not only look out to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. Someone suggested that to the, us already, didn't they? Paul did. And may I also suggest that while I am so all for an abundance of caution, and believe me, I've been on the phone so often talking to the facility where my parents live and the adult day center where my mom attends and to my dad again and again and again as he calls and I explain why things are changing and, and when and why. And while I'm all so for all this caution, I also want to caution myself to spend as much focus on my internal responses as I do on my externals. I want to worry less about my stockpiles and start worrying about those who might be in need. I want to worry less about what I'm not able to do and more about those who will be affected by my insisting I get what I want when I want it. I want to live selflessly. I want to follow Christ's commands to love others as he loved us. And how did he do that? Christ, who in his perfection came to earth, willingly exposed himself to sin, took our sin upon him, knowing that as perfection, he would be the only one who wouldn't be fatally wounded by it. Instead, because he was perfect, he laid down his life for others, only to take it up again in triumph, knowing that he has conquered sin and he's conquered death. What does that look like today for us to follow his example? Well, it looks one way one day and some days like another. Here's what I know. I know that Pecan Sandy, when she's around, she's of no use to anyone, not even to herself, certainly not to her God. I know that her thoughts aren't thoughts that are taken captive to Christ. I know that her thoughts can fixate on making sure that she has enough and that her needs are met. Now, some of you are like, I really like pecan sandies. I wish she just wouldn't like diss them that bad. So I'm sorry to do, I'm sorry to, to Kirsten a pecan sandy, <laughs> to do the negative. 
and they probably are wonderful. But for me, <laughs> that's an example. Kirsten, don't peek on Sandy right now. Don't worry about if you have enough. I can do that. I can walk into a restaurant and go, oh, I want that table. My husband and I were talking about that and, and we were talking about when you're at a bakery and you're like, there's like a whole row of cookies and you're like, well, I'd like a cookie there. And then you're like, oh, pick that one, pick that one, pick that one. Ah, nuts. Now he will always, if they pick the wrong one, say, oh, actually, could I have the fourth one from the left? I will say, oh man, it's in our nature to please ourselves, to satisfy ourselves, to make sure that we are okay. But here's what I want to suggest. There's already somebody taking care of us. We can relinquish that. And instead, we can pour our focus on making sure others are, are okay that are around us. We can pray for others. We can look to meet the needs of others. We can love others the way that we have been loved, selflessly, freely. And Lord, in these days when things are unsure, please, would you please direct our steps to people that we can help. Direct our steps. Direct our words. Help us to say words of encouragement. Direct our thoughts. Help our thoughts to be ones that rest in you, that focus on you, that are grateful for you. Direct our actions, Lord, to be wise, to be wise in the way that we're acting toward those around us, that we would live selflessly. And Lord, please hear our prayers, heal our land. Please, Lord, as we trust in you and as we rest in you, do a work in our hearts, causing each one of us to be more like you. Give us opportunities to love like you do. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.